It was the runaway winner uh, from, I think they had 10 choices. And it's from, like I said, it's the Association of National Advertisers. By the way, worst website in the history of, of the internet. I couldn't That's find the other it. nine. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> find the other nine choices. from Kishokton is a happy jolly soul and that's how we're gonna go ahead and kick off episode number 180 of the promo upfront podcast i am one of your hosts bill petrie with me as always let's call him the president of peach fuzz himself the one and only kirby hossam and kirby how the hell are you i'm doing well man and yeah i, I try to be a, a happy jolly soul so i think that's fairly accurate um so appreciate being serenaded as always um, yeah, we've talked about it. We, we were doing kind of two podcasts in one week, so that's kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, we are knee deep in in the middle of the the season, and and you know, I've worked a bunch on some of the proactive stuff that we talked about a couple podcasts ago, and yeah, it, you know, there's just some level of uh, dopamine rush when you complete one of those projects, and I did one like last night at like eight thirty, and I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so anyway, I'm doing pretty. That's good, awesome. Buddy. How about you? I'm doing great. I, I'm doing great. You know, getting better, feeling better, uh, feel better than I have actually in, in months. So uh, that's, awesome. that's a good thing. And, but you know, it got me to thinking as yeah. things often do, Indeed. you know, there's one supplier in the promotional products industry that really gets it when it comes to a couple things. One, amazing and high quality merchandise that really truly becomes part of your everyday life. A forward-thinking approach to manufacturing and packaging mm -hmm. and a mindset of making the lives of their distributor partners easier. Now, you know who I'm talking about, don't you, Kirby? I do. Of course, that's got to be Evans, right? That's right, Kirby. You know, but there's one more thing mm -hmm. that's super critical to remember about Evans. And it's the fact that even though they're part of the HPG family of companies, they are still... Evans. In mm -hmm. fact, they have a mantra that really continues to guide them uh, as 2024 approaches. And I love it. It's just, we are Evans. What does that mean? Kirby, I'm glad you silently asked. It means that Evans has remained continuously focused on removing friction from the ordering process. It means Evans fosters open communication, both internally and externally. It means Evans continues their exacting approach to merchandising high quality products that enhance a brand story. And it means Evans has not only maintained, but enhanced their fastidious approach to making the lives of their distributor partners easier. Uh, and Kirby, I know, I'm sure you love the We Are Evans approach. I do. And I think it's, it's so first of all, I love it when you use the word fastidious. That's amazing. Um, but also, um, you know, I think that whenever there's mergers like this, you want, like as a distributor, as a customer, you're like, okay, yeah. what's this going to mean? And so the idea of, hey, we are operating, if anything, we're going to be better, but we're going to be the same kind of uh, detail oriented, yeah. making it easy uh, company. I, I, I sort of love that approach. I think it's cool. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Kirby. I think we all honestly would love to be part of Evans and we can do that. We can actually all do that by visiting them at evans-mfg.com. You know what, Kirby? We are Evans. All right. So let's move into uh, the first topic I have up front this week. 
and I've been champing. Is it chomping or champing? I, I think it's chomping. Yeah, chomping. I think it's champ. I think it's champing. We'll 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 circle back on. That. <laughs> I'm 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 giddy as a Girl Scout on Cookie Sunday to talk about this topic, Kirby. It's time to discuss the Pantone color of the year. It has been revealed. Yep. It is none other than what I called you the president of Peach Fuzz. It is Peach Fuzz. Now, I always love how they wax poetic about uh, mm -hmm. the color over there, the Pantone Institute of Color Technology for People and Animals. Here's what they had to say. It captures our desire to nurture ourselves and others. It's a velvety, gentle peach tone whose all-embracing spirit enriches mind, body, and soul. Kirby, what's your take on this? Uh, first take is really you should do more voiceover work. That was impressive. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I think it's funny how at least I've evolved on this uh, over the years of us doing this podcast. Um, you know, for years, I, I think you, I think you would agree that you brought this up sort of like, like this is stupid and who do they think they are? And I think, I think you've evolved a little bit like I have every year. I, I think this is, I, it's not interesting enough for me to spend a ton of time worrying about it, but I do think that enough people in the design world do that. It really does affect the sort of colors moving forward. And I love that they've owned it. Just like we've talked about it. Once you create the list, you own the list. And I, I love that. Right. And honestly, it's, it has, affected me in a way where I'm like, I start looking for things and going, okay, so that I'm, I understand when colors are on trend a little bit more. And that's not something I used to understand or care about. And so I, I dig it. I think the peach fuzz is, I think it is, is definitely enriched my mind, body, and soul. Well, nothing, <laughs> no, nothing could make me happier than hearing that. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure I've evolved as much as you. Have. I mean, look, <laughs> okay. and, and, and that's not just, which, which topic, by the way, by is the way. totally that's true. An, yeah. Yeah. By the way, that's not just this topic. That's an overarching statement uh, <laughs> that I'm not as evolved as you. Uh, here, here's the thing. Um, it's, I don't mind. I think Pantone absolutely has a credibility to pick a color trend for the coming year. They, they, they so they, they absolutely are the governing body of that. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. I usually make the joke when we go to Vegas you know, best burger in Vegas. You see those yeah, signs yeah. in the airports. So I'm like, who's the governing body? Who who decides that? Well, I think Pantone has the credibility and choose to do that. Yep. I always though think how it's so weird how they justify it with the whole, you know, the, sure. the voiceover I did. It's a little much for me, but I have to say for the first time in 675 years, I approve of the color. <laughs> I think it's a good color. I okay. agree that it's the correct color of the year. So okay, uh, good job, Pantone. But hey, lighten up on the uh, the marketing fluff when it comes to it. Yeah, they, they have to write a blog. They need SEO. They need to, I, I don't mind. I mean, it's, I'm not going to read it, but I understand why they put, put some time in behind it. So <laughs> you know, someone put a lot of time in it. Hey, Kirby, I know you're starting to plan for the hustle and bustle of 2024, even as That's we wind down 2023. And the first thing on your list is probably what booths you're going to see in January. Oh, totally. Well, can't wait. Here's here's one you got to stop by, and that is Kanata. They're going to mm -hmm. be at ASI Orlando. That's booth 1630 if you're going to be in Orlando. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're going to be also at PPAI Expo. That's 1558. So Orlando's booth 1630. 
PPAI Expo, booth five, one, uh, 1558. Mm -hmm. And you can see their amazing line of towels, their blankets, their footwear, and even sublimated products. Uh, there's going to be a whole array of merchandise you can see and really help you grow in 2024. And of course, you can always visit them at KanataPromo.com. All right, Kirby, do you have a topic for us? Yeah, this is this is one. I don't know if we'll spend a ton of time on it, but I really want your advice um, on something. You know that uh, content creation is something that not only are we committed to, but I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And um, so as I've been looking at 2024 and the different yeah. types of content that I'm creating, I've decided yeah. that I want to sort of narrow my focus a little bit, not in the okay. amount of content I'm going to create, but the places I'm going, like the, the areas in which... I'm going to create content around. So what I okay. so what I mean by that is the topics of which I think that I can be an okay. expert in. All right. Okay. And so I've narrowed it down to three. Um, okay. So it's marketing and merch, mm -hmm. which I put put together, right? And then yeah. uh, personal development, because that's kind of a passion okay. of mine, um, and Kashakta. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I've kind of decided that if it isn't in one of those three, not that I'll never do anything with it, but on a regular right. monthly, weekly basis, I, I'm like, oh, I want to do a video about such and such. And if it's outside of that, it has to be like a complete passion project or something like that. I've tried to, I'm trying to limit my focus on what I want to yeah. do. What do you think yeah. of that? Um. I think that's, that's uh, I think that's natural. And I think it's smart. A uh, couple, a couple, the first thing I thought of, as you're saying, okay, basically, I'm narrowing my focus here. Right. Um, is I thought of the whole 10,000 hours thing, right? Mm -hmm. To become an expert at anything, you have to, you know, the rule of thumb is you have 10,000 hours of practice yep. or, or dedication to it. And I think that's how you get there is you narrow your focus, mm. right? Um, yeah. For every Paul McCartney who can play every instrument like <laughs> a virtuoso, you have a lot of people who just need to spend time on the bass or on the guitar or on the drums. And, mm. and I think that's what you're basically saying is I've got to focus on these three things so that the content I develop improves, that it's better, yeah. that it becomes more impactful, that it helps more people, that it reaches more people. So, I, you know, again, like I said, the first thing I thought about was that whole 10,000 hours thing. And I think it's, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's an, it's a impressive way to approach it. Now, the question I do have is, so what do you not going to focus on? So I yeah. assume you, as you thought about this, you had some buckets. So what are you not focusing on? So one of the things I did a ton of there, you know, if you look at my history is a lot of travel vlogs. Um, mm -hmm. I, I like doing those. So we'll see when I go on trips, because I love shooting yeah. stuff. I'm, that, that I may, I may yeah. wander outside, but that's one I'll do less of for sure. But honestly, right. more of the more it's it. So so personal development is something that comes very naturally to me. I'll tell you the place I haven't produced enough content is on the marketing and merch side, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really more about like, okay, when I'm coming up with topics, and this is really how yeah. it's affected me, I guess. So as I start right. coming up with topics, I'm, I'm doing this like DMJ 101 thing um, that I've mm -hmm. st just begun. I'm like, normally I'd skew toward personal development and goals and stuff right. like that. I'm like, right. no, I'm I'm pushing myself to come back and go, no, let's talk about trade shows. Let's talk about, um, you know, mistakes people are making in branded merch, but let's talk about those sort of things. And so really that's what it's, does that make mm. sense? It's kind of skewed. I'm like, no, I'm, yeah, I'm forcing and, myself down a road. Yeah. And so as you're talking, I'm also thinking, you know, one, you may want to even go a step further. 
if, if I may. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm asking. Since I'm being blindsided with this, you may say, okay, so a lot of the content, let's talk about just the promotional products industry. You you produce content that are end user specific or end user friendly, mm -hmm. um, yes. both. And then yep. you produce content that's focused on the promotional products industry. Are you going to narrow your focus where... Mm -hmm. I'm going to focus more on the promotional products industry or no, I'm going to focus on people yeah. who buy promotional merchandise or I as you would say, question. merch. Yeah. I love that question. So the, the marketing and merch concept is I'm going to focus on the end user. Now, my thought is that serves both audiences because then, uh, you know, like, um, Shannon Walsh Laredo could still share it or Javi could share it or, right. you know, what, like, because right. it will be end user friendly, but it will be, um, instructive to that audience. And so, but yeah, it is, the concept is I, as you look at the stuff I'm doing, it's going to be much more right. focused on here's mistakes that people are making when they're doing branded merch. Well, you know, right. a, a distributor might not need that, but they might be able to look at it and go, oh, well, such right. and such client needs it. So that's, that's what I mean by that. Yeah. Okay. No, it makes sense. I think it'll be interesting to see how it works for you and how you feel it's working yeah. for you. And I'm sure you're putting metrics in place to kind of, okay, not, you know, there's also, there's always the feel good component. Yeah. How does this feel? What is right. what I'm doing feel like the right activities? Is it generating the activity I want and the results I want? So I'll be interested to see. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's awesome. But the, the challenge yeah, it is it's always a long-term play. You know what I mean? Like it's it you, always, is. yeah. Yeah. So, so go ahead. Yeah. Well, we'll revisit this in uh, June and see how you're doing. Okay. I'll make, I'll I like make it. a note of it. I like yeah. it. All right. All right. So we, yeah, we've been joking about this for a while and, <laughs> and I, uh, we have two podcasts to do this week and I'm playing catch up from being, uh, in intensive care last week. Uh, but we're not going to get to the 2024 business pit trend predictions today because, uh, thankfully something else caught my eye. So okay, cool. one more week for those 2024 business trend predictions. Okay. I know everybody's excited about it. Yeah. Kirby do you know what was voted the marketing word of the year by the Association of National Advertisers? I do not. I didn't see this. All right. So the marketing word of the year, drum roll, please, is AI. It was, okay. runaway, it was the runaway winner uh, from, I think they had 10 choices. And it's fun. Like I said, it's the Association of National Advertisers, by the way, worst website in the history of, of the internet. I couldn't That's find ironic. the other nine. Yeah. I couldn't <laughs> find the other nine choices. Cause I kind of wanted to go. Cause I thought, you know, a uh, machine learning might be one of them and yeah. something like that. Couldn't find them. Okay. Um, so they'd said there's never been a winner by such a wide margin, which is, yeah, it makes sense. That's what I would have guessed. And honestly, well, and I, all I thought of was like, what else could it have been? Yeah. Um, and so when I see something like this, so it got 70% of the vote and, and I'm, you know, AI is, is absolutely a marketing buzzword, very much like in the food world organic is, or, right. you know, things like that. And I, I'm like, I am, I've been so over the term AI for so long. I tune it out. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I have really started tuning it out and I think, I think you're not going to like my next topic. Oh well, good. I look forward. I look forward to shitting on it. I, I, I think. I think we're about to see a backlash against the incorrect use of AI. There is, there is correct marketing usage of artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. but I am so tired, and I see it in our industry too. We, this is AI. It's not AI. Most of it's not artificial intelligence. But I just thought it was an interesting thing that 
a, it's the marketing word of the year, but I think it's, I think it's got a high peak and it's going to have a fast burnout. That's an opinion. So yeah. Kirby, what say you? And if this leads right into your next topic, so be it. Yeah, I think I, it, as you said it, it's so funny. What I didn't want to have is like we were to say the word together and screw it up like we do. Yeah. Authenticity. Authenticity. Yeah. Um, because I was like, well, it's got to be artificial intelligence. It's got to be AI for yeah. that. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. the idea that that is the thing, I think it makes sense because everyone is you know, rightfully looking at it, but also trying to yeah. figure out ways to utilize it in a smart way. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think that makes sense um, for it to be the term of the year. And so, yeah, I am going to lead yeah. into, oh, yeah, if it it's does. okay, to my next- Yeah, lead in. Let's because go. The, my next story was the New York Times hires mm -hmm. an AI editorial mm -hmm. director. Okay. Um, so the New York Times has added a new job title to its newsroom, and okay. um, the court's co-founder, Zach Seward, has been named the newspaper's editorial director of artificial intelligence initiatives amid exploration mm -hmm. by many news organizations that are trying to use it and trying to figure out how to use it. And they said he's, he will establish principles around the use of AI and you know, as as we know, it's it's it comes amid the controversy of some publications that are generating AI yeah. that has resulted in crappy content. So, right, the New York Times hiring an AI editorial director. I I got to be honest, I think is really interesting, and I think it's really smart. But I wanted to. Know I think what it's you brilliant. Thought. Yeah, I think it's so, brilliant. We we've got to. We've got to Ted Lasso this, right? We've got to get a lasso around this and control it a little bit because, again, you know, going to goes back to what we were just talking about. AI as a marketing term is being applied to a million things, but it's not really artificial intelligence. And, you know, we talked, I think, two weeks ago about Sports Illustrated mm, yeah, actually fabricating, fabricating yeah. story using AI and, and fabricating even writers and bios yeah. using artificial intelligence. And there's a bloodbath over SI, which used to be a respected news organization now it's a joke because, yeah. and, and largely into part of this so i think having someone uh, it, it's about time we yeah. start thinking about this you know right. it's about damn time and you know not to say that this person who is the the uh, ai editorial director is uh the right person in That's... to but some we got to start somewhere and if we don't start trying to interpret understand and manage ai it is going to get out of control and honestly i think a lot of a lot of those horses are already out of the barn anyway yeah but i like i love the effort i think it's brilliant uh i i couldn't agree more yeah i think it's really really good and i think at the end of the day what you said really struck me is that you said it's it's about damn time I, I, it is funny to me that they yeah. that th this is the first organization I'm hearing of doing this. Now, maybe yeah. other organizations have that are smaller. New York Times right. is really big. Um, but right. yeah, being intentional about utilizing AI is a no-brainer. Of course, they, yeah. like we, we're not big enough to have this, but we're having this conversation no. in our office all the time around what is right. okay to utilize it for. And so one of the things when he said, we're going to establish principles around the technology awesome. Like what yeah. should a reporter be able to utilize it for? And and right. how should you be transparent when you do like, right. Like, and, and be honest. It's like be authentic city. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if you do those things, then I think it's, it's, of course you should be utilizing AI, but I, I love the idea that well, they're hiring somebody. So well, I think it's cool. a, a lot of, 
a lot of people are going to criticize, well, this person's biased and they're going to use their own bias to interpret AI. And, and, and that's going to be accurate because we're all biased. We're all biased on some yeah. level. So, but we have to start somewhere. We have to make yeah. an effort. And I, I think it's a great idea. All right, Kirby, speaking of making an effort, I am making an effort to catch you in our PPEF picks for fun. So uh, last week we both went two and two. Um, we had a couple rough weeks uh, leading up to that. Right mm -hmm. now we have two weeks to go this week and next week, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Overall, Kirby is 50 and 26. I am 48 and 28. So we are dubbing this week low rent bowl week. We've got three low rent college football games to pick and three pro games to pick. I'm sure Kirby is going to be very upset with the bowl games I picked and saying he has no idea about any of the college uh, college teams playing, but he had these yesterday and I'm sure he spent, you know, that whole project he was talking about that he finished at eight 30 last night was probably charting these games. No, it's great. Actually. I'm, I'm excited because it, as the NCAA has taught us, the games don't matter anymore. So I've already announced myself the winner and I will be national champion. I've already made the donation is, to PPF. Is, so is that, is that a Florida state thing should have been in the playoffs? Do you think Florida state should have been in the playoffs? Of course they should have been in the playoffs. Like that's, this Absolutely is the, not. this is the dumbest, um, like then don't play the game don't play the game ever it doesn't count I'm anymore kidding. it no, doesn't I'm, count I'm, because like, well, the, the, and, and the idea that there should have been eight or 12 teams from the beginning and this is the first year that the top eight teams all yeah. of them could have beat one another at some point it's the idea that they're a power five top you know undefeated team like you're like, oh, SEC is better. Okay, cool. They beat the SEC. No, I look. I, I, I <laughs> I'm, I'm. Uh, I th this is. Uh, uh, this was going to happen because the way the the dumb playoff mm -hmm. selection committee they made yep. it clear we're going to pick the best what we think the best things are. Records didn't matter. So I agree with you that yeah. uh, games yeah. don't matter. And and here's the thing. Like again, I'm not. I'm not a Florida State fan. I don't care. Like, uh, I, I mean, I care because oh, it's just inherently, yeah. but the idea that this could happen to Texas A&M is like, that's that could anybody. absurd to me. So well, anyway. Texas A&M would have to have a really good winning record for that to happen. So let's not get carried away. All right, Kirby, let's start off with the avocados from Mexico bowl. <laughs> We've got Miami of Ohio versus Appalachian State. Who do you yeah. got? So I, as I literally looked at the, uh, the teams that you sent me like two minutes before we hopped on here today. So I'm yeah. based, I'm basing this on, I'm voting with my heart, not my head. Cause I yep. don't know. So, uh, who they play Appalachian state is playing Miami, right? Uh, Miami of Ohio, Appalachian yeah. state. Yeah. So I have visited Miami of Ohio. They are in Ohio. I'm going with Ohio. Miami. Okay. I am going with Appalachian state, Georgia Southern. Yeah. Versus Ohio mm -hmm. in the cricket celebration bowl. Right? Yeah. Well, you, th you talk you talk about the granddaddy of them all. Well, it's appropriately named. Uh so yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I'm again, I'm going with the Bobcats. OU all the way, man. Okay. Yeah. And it's appropriately named because that's the sound the the sound of crickets is really what you're oh. gonna hear when they play. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going with Georgia Southern. Good. I I I tried to pick teams I thought you wouldn't pick, so we're yep. doing good so far. Okay. All right. And uh, and the story tradition of the Starco Brands LA Bowl continues as oh, UCLA yeah. takes on Boise State. Yeah, yeah, I I do give you credit. The, these are all uh, the who care bowl, who cares bowl. Um, oh yeah. But I'm going. I I I don't know. I'm thinking Chip Kelly. 
Chip Kelly and, and the UCLA Bruins will win this one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the UCLA Bruins. I got better uniforms, and it's basically a home game for them. So I'm going to go yeah. with you there. Yeah, didn't even know that. All right, so we've got these are games. Now we're going to the NFL. That's the National Football League, for those of you not familiar. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to pick three games, not against the spread. We're just yep. going to pick three games, winner or loser. It doesn't really matter. These are games with really big playoff implications, Kirby. Tough games, these, yeah. are, these are tough games. We've got the Denver I believe they're called the Broncos heading into Detroit to play the Lions. Who do you got? Boy, I tell you, this is a this is really interesting because if you'd have told me that that Denver would be in playoff contention when they were one and five, I mean that's this is an amazing turnaround. Yeah. This is this is like the 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 um the story bowl. Like both teams, great stories, right? Like mm-hmm. like Detroit has been terrible for a million years and they got embarrassed last week mm-hmm. and it's at Detroit, right? It's in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Dan Campbell's going to have them ready to go. I'm going lions. On okay. This one. I, I love Dan Campbell. A he's an Aggie B. I just like the way he plays. He played for the Cowboy. I just like the way he played. And I love just the fiery. I like him as a coach a lot. Um, But I think they're fading. I, I think, you know, yeah, Jared Goff kind of, Jared Goff's kind of becoming who he is. I say, let Russ cook. Let's go with the Broncos for me. Dallas football Cowboys coming off a big win. Uh, Head into Buffalo to play the Bills, who just beat the Chiefs. Who do you got? Yeah, this was probably the toughest one for me. Um, My fear is there were going to be a letdown with Dallas, um, and it's in Buffalo. But I, yeah. it's funny, they they beat Kansas City, and I'm not a believer in Kansas City or Buffalo right this minute. I don't think right. either of them are playing that good. So I, I it, it kills me to say this, but I think I'm taking the Cowboys on this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bills, and I'm going to tell you why. I want the Cowboys to win. I will root for them to win. Um, I think I've just been burned so many times by the Cowboys. Uh, you know, a lot of times, you, as, as a fan of that team, it feels like fool's gold. You start believing, and then you get your soul crushed. I need, they play so well at home and Dak Prescott is playing the best football of his career at an MVP level, which I never thought I'd see hall of fame, human being, one of the night from what I can hear and everything, one of the nicest people on the planet, but he struggled in big moments and struggled in big games. I think they're going to struggle outside. I worry about them playing outside the friendly confines of the death star down in Arlington. So I am, I am, I'm going to take the bills, but I'm going to pull for the Cowboys. Okay. Last game, the Fiat, the Philadelphia Football Eagles versus Fiasco the Seattle. Eagles. I know, no, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a good name. The Philadelphia Football Eagles versus the Seattle Baseball Mariners. Who do you got? Yeah, I think that it's, you know, obviously the Eagles have gone through a tough stretch where they've gotten kicked in the face a couple of times. And, but yeah. it's funny, it, at some point during this year, we've said, oh, the Niners are great. The Niners suck. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Niners are great again. The Cowboys are great. The Cowboys suck. The Cowboys are great again. Yeah. I feel like it's been the Eagles are great. The Eagles suck. I have a feeling they're going to bounce back. I go Eagles on this one. Okay. We, I going to differ on this one. So this is a big turnaround week for whatever. This is probably going to determine the winner of this whole, whole season. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks in a close one. Um, I think, I think Philadelphia is a better team, but I think Jalen Hurts is not playing well. That defense of Philadelphia's is leaky. Yeah. Man, it's leaky. 
Um, I think Geno Smith will be back for for Seattle. So I I, I think it's going to be the Seahawks, as okay. Al Michaels might say. So, uh, you know, he might say that. He might not. I don't but know. But you, you know what he'd say? He would say that the games don't matter anyway. So NCAA well, said so. I'll, the, you, you know what, Kirby? The games don't matter, but I'll tell you what does matter. It matters that we have a supplier in the promotional products mm-hmm. industry that really gets it. Um, and we're talking about Evans. We've talked about all the things. And and I love their mantra. Kirby loves their mantra. We are Evans. Uh, and that means that they are still focused on removing friction, even though they're part of the HPG family company. So we're focused on that, removing that friction. They're focused on open communication internally and externally. It means they're uh, they have that ex- same exacting approach to merchandising, how, uh, merchandising great products that enhance a brand story. And the greatest part is we can all be part of Evans. All we have to do is visit evans-mfg.com and we can all experience that same thing. We are Evans and also we are done. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>